Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. All right, so this week we are going to be talking about holding space. What does that mean? How do you do it? And got that and question of the week. This week on episode number 58 of the Relaxed Mail. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello, and welcome to the Relaxed Mail. So this week we are up to episode number 58, and we're going to be talking about holding space. I don't know if you know what that is or not, but it's a skill, if you can accomplish it, will help you to be able to deeper connect with your son, have a better relationship with your wife, and allows you to become a more effective leader at the same time. And it's a it's one of those things that a lot of us guys really don't don't do, but it's uh, it, it's an incredibly powerful uh, uh, skill to have if you are able to do it. But before we start, I want to do a quick welcome to the, our new listeners. Hey guys, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. This is a podcast that is de- set out to help you, the man, become the best man possible. And why do you want to become the best man possible? Because without with being the best man, you are the one who is able to to more effectively lead, more effectively be there for your kids. You are your wife actually finds you more attractive. So becoming the best man possible, you have to focus in on yourself, which blows everybody away, and that's what this show is about. I want to make sure that you are the man that your family and your town and society needs you to be. Because believe it or not, no matter what people are saying and what you're hearing on on media, men are important and masculine men are the more are more important on top of that. So way we start every uh every show off or try to start every show off is I t- have a question of the week. Now, if you want to have, if you want to ask a question of the week, that is awesome. I'd love to have a question sent over to me. You can do so by going to relaxedmail.com forward slash contact, and that will send you over to a the contact Brian page. And that will actually, you can fill out the form, get, leave name, email address, yada, yada, yadas. And I will actually lay, even let you know when that particular episode goes live. And that way you're able to, uh, to hear yourself on the show and I will, um, and hear your question. If you want to, if you actually want to even record your, your question, I would even welcome that. Just make it a real short, tight question and send it over. Uh, and, uh, as a, as an attachment, if it'll fit, if you can save it as a wave, that's even better, but I'm, I'll take MP3s too. And once you save your question and mail it over to me, I'll actually drop it into the actual question itself. Want to see if we can get some more people actually asking questions. But in the case when I don't have a question to actually be to to ask, 
or somebody asks me a question, I've got a lot of questions to ask. But if I have, if no one asks me a question, then what I'll normally do is I've got a couple of Facebook groups that I jump to, and a lot, a lot of times I'll have a question that really fits, or I'll jump over to Cora. And this question, uh, the question this week actually comes from Cora. And the question is, do you believe in living a fake life until you make it? Now, I I believe the person actually was asking, do you believe in, do you fake it till you make it? But because of their mindset, they actually stated it wrong. Believe in living a fake life until you make it. Faking it till you make it isn't doesn't mean you're faking you're, you're being a fake. And that's what a lot of people actually take wrong. They take the, uh, the, the thought that if you're not being your authentic self, if you're not being the broke person, if you're not being the loser that you think you are, then you're living a fake life. And no. So I, I see them stuck in this victim mindset while asking this. Do you believe in a, in a, a fake life until you make it? No, I don't believe in that, but I do believe in faking it till you make it. And there's a big reason as to why, because when you fake it till you make it, it's not about being fake. It is about living at the level that you want to be at. If you are starting a business and you've never run a business before, well, if you're sitting there going, well, I don't know what to do. I've never been there. Well, you're living in the past. You're, you're living off of past life experiences and those past life experiences. Yeah, they can help you. But when you're trying something new that you've never done, there's, it's not serving you because one, you've never done it. So you don't have any skills to actually be able to learn off of and to grow from. So you're, you can't be in the back in, in the past. Being in the past holds you back, and I'm probably going to be talking about that in a, here in a couple of weeks. Next week, I'm going to see if uh, here in a bit, I'm actually going to go ahead and record next week's episode if I if things go right, and it'll actually I'm going to have my son on on board. So we'll see if that works out, or if he ends up getting called away with by some uh, some of his friends, and they are out to doing whatever it is they do to conquer the world. But so when you are trying to fake it till you make it, what ha- what you're actually doing is you're getting your mind set as if you've already made the, you've already accomplished whatever your goal is. If you're running a business, you're going to, you want to start trying to act, think, and behave like, like you already have your business up and running. You want to live in that future part so that you actually start having the mindset. Your mind will actually start bending over to where you're living a, the, the life that you want to live. Because if you're living in the past, you're the broke dude. You don't have any money and you're going to be going, I, I can't do this. I'm broke. I have nothing. I'm, there's nothing for me to, to, to run off of. And so you're going to keep holding yourself back. And anytime you get, um, get anything above your, your, your boundary of comfort, once you get outside of that comfort zone, all of a sudden, you're going to sabotage yourself because all of a sudden you're, you're not in that area that you're comfortable with. So you want to get back. So you get that upper limit challenge that Gay Hendricks talks about in the, uh, the, in the big leap. If not read it. Good book. Check it out. So do you believe in a, uh, living a fake life? No. Do I believe in faking it till you make it? Yes. Now, if you're, if you're trying to fake it and you're still stuck in the past, it's not going to work. But if you fake it and you're actually truly living like you are making a million dollars a year, you're going to act like it. 
Now, making a million dollars a year doesn't mean you just go out and you buy the most expensive stuff. That's a broke person's thought. You're trying to show off that you've got a crap ton of money, and that's not the case. It's not about having a crap ton of money. It's about the mindset. A broke person a, a, or a millionaire actually will won't buy stuff. Do you, do you know that broke people are actually are the ones who go off and buy brand new cars? Millionaires, on on the whole, don't buy brand new cars because they are taking such a financial hit with that car the moment they sign their name to a brand spanking new car. So most of them won't buy a brand new car. They will buy a slightly used car. So somebody else, the broke person, actually ends up taking the financial hit. And then whenever the car gets repossessed and then the 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 rich person comes in and buys the car for pennies on the dollar. That's the the millionaire mindset going through and not risking your money on crap when you can actually get something that is just as good for a heck of a lot cheaper. So if you're taking and living life as if you are already a millionaire, you will start making decisions about your life and about your family's life and about how you treat people completely different than if you are a broke person faking a millionaire's life, which is what a lot of people actually do. Middle, middle class fake live a higher, uh, an upper middle class. And that's why they are in so much debt. They are so, they are, they're having so much trouble is because they don't live upper middle class. They fake live upper middle class. So. Do I, to, to live a life and to live a full life and to get ahead, you've got to actually look forward and imagine and visualize what does that look like? How do I, how do I behave when I am successful in whatever it is I'm wanting to do? How am I going to behave when I'm a coach? Well, for me, it's, I get up, I write uh, a portion of the blog post, then I do my uh, coaching calls. And then the afternoon, I fill in, I do some marketing and things like that. And then in the evening, it's free. That's how I would visualize living my life right now, becoming a coach where I, that's all I do. If you, so when you try to fake it till you make it, make sure that you're making, you're thinking of the actions of what that person would do. And you will become a lot better than as opposed to just trying to live a fake life. Now let's head on over to the main topic. And we're talking about holding space. This is actually kind of a new term uh, when it comes to holding space. If you're a holding space for somebody, it's not – it's kind of hard to imagine. What do you mean by holding space? It also is – a lot of people also use the word being present with somebody to when you're holding space. So are you able to be fully present for a person when you are listening to what they're saying. And this is actually a listening skill, or I'm going to classify it as a listening skill because you're not doing a lot of things. And a lot, a lot of the problems that we have when it comes to holding space is something that us guys really have a hard time doing. Um, because when we j- go and we listen to people immediately, we're like, we do some of the, the things that don't work and that it's just inherent in us to go oh, run off and go fix something. Oh, well, you, somebody's giving you a bad, uh, calling you bad names. Well, don't do whatever it is that causes them to think you're a dummy. You know, you think of trying to figure out how to fix the problem instead of being present, holding space, being there for the person. And there's about 
five things you really need to know about holding space, about being present that allows you to become a, a better man, a better listener. And so to start off with, right off the bat, it's listen. This is something that we guys have a hard time doing. It's not, no, we can hear you and we will hear what's going on. But a lot of times our mind jumps to other things as we are listening. And a lot of times women can do the same thing. It's not just an only a guy thing. I'm not trashing this dudes, but a lot of times, or at least, well, let's, let's take, uh, let's take out the broad brush and let me grab my fine point brush. I have a hard time doing this. This is something where if it is not something that truly just really grips, it might be important to somebody else, but for me, it just doesn't really grip my attention right off the bat. That's where all of a sudden I'm finding that um, I've got my phone in my hand and I'm, I'm playing with the phone. I'm doing other things. To really listen and to hold space, one of the best things you can actually do is take that phone, take anything that is a tra- that's a dis- that can easily become an, a distraction, turn it face down, set it away, set a pillow on top of it, get it out of sight and out of mind. Because when you are holding space for someone, say your wife just had a horrible experience with something or another, and she is wanting to have someone to talk to, and you're the one who she gets to talk to, then it is best to be there. You look her, do a, a hold her gaze. You look at her and look her in the face and you listen and you actually hear what she's saying or you do more than hear. You actually listen to what she's actually trying to say. Because a lot of times we say, we will say stuff, but it's not exactly what uh, what they're we're saying because we want to we don't want to offend we don't want to do you know we think about all the little intricacies and so we meld our our speech and it becomes slightly muddled but if you listen can uh, directly you can actually come to hear what they're actually what's actually trying to be said so you want to listen and you want to be present when they're listening. You want to have your mind present for them. You want to have your emotions present for them. Give them space so they can truly open up to what is on their mind. When this guy's listen so many times, we instantly, our mind jumps over to, well, we could fix this and we could do this or we could do this. Or maybe if you try this or maybe that, uh, this other thing. And this whole, the whole thought process that we are there, while we're trying to process these other thoughts, our thought and our mind is not with the person we're talking to. Whether it's our son trying to explain why it sucks going to his high school or our, or your daughter, or your daughter is explaining, trying to tell you why her, uh, why her girlfriend that she hangs around with all the time is her be- supposed to be her best friend always stabs her in the back. And you're going, but well, if she's your girlfriend and you're your best friend, I don't think that's her, uh, would be, we'd want to jump to the, well, let's point this out and let's make these obvious, uh, uh, thoughts present so that we can, you know, so we can alleviate the problem. And as, every time we're trying to alleviate the problem, we're not with our loved one who we're supposed to be listening to, who we're supposed to be holding space for. So listening, yeah, it's it's tough. We Our, our mind wants to run around. And the moment, the instant you notice your mind's running to something, gently shove it back over into, into, into listening mode where you're listening, hearing what they are saying, and get those 
little nuggets of emotion and what they're feeling and how they're and what they think the the actual issue is cuz 90% of the time especially with our wives they don't want a solution they want us they want to use us as a sounding board because they process their thoughts audibly not all the time but a good t- amount of the time another pro- another issue i've kind of alluded to already is there is no problem solving when you're holding space not the time not the place for it you're just to be there for them and you're supposed to listen a lot like that old that video uh classic video it's not about the nail where you have the man and the woman talking and the woman's trying to explain this problem that she has and she's got all this pressure on her for uh, on her forehead and her sweaters are snagged and all this. And it's because she's got this nail stuck right in the middle of her forehead. And every time the guy, as she starts talking about it, the guy's like, well, maybe we could take that nail out and it would fix the problem. He's, he's problem solving. He's like, well, let's take the nail out. And I bet you, and she's not wanting to, she, she knows the nails there. She knows what's causing it, but she wants to just sit down and talk about it because the moment he's he stops and says okay okay fine and he listens to her and he you see him struggle and he's like uh, oh, well that must be hard all of a sudden you see the connection it's like well thank you yes it is hard it's it just wants to have her emotions validated is she actually actually supposed to be feeling like this is such a struggle well she's got a nail in her head yeah there's going to be a damn struggle but because she doesn't want to address the, the, it's not about the, the nail in her forehead. It's about what, how she feels. And that's a lot of the main struggle between men and women is we look at the, what the problem is and we go, are instantly wanting to come up with, uh, practical solutions to the problem. And women, yeah, they know what the solution is. And yeah, they will deal with that solution or deal with that problem. When it comes, when it comes around, but they are also more on the emotional side. And that's what actually causes a lot of our, uh, the sexual tension that we have come about. Wife doesn't want to have sex with us as much as we would like for them to, to have sex with us. Why? Well, because they need that connection and that connection, if you're not working on it all the time, starts to fade. And so that's where you get the, Initial lust phase where, you know, all of a sudden you first meet the girl and y'all are dating and all of a sudden it's like you two are rabbits and y'all are going at it, you know, two, three, four, five times a week. <clears throat> and then after you get married, it maybe slow down to once a week and you're really having to fight to make sure it stays once a week and it might start to slip to every other week to once a month to once a year or to, and eventually to, to nothing at all. And that's something that all of us guys become a bit apprehensive about. And that's all because we are not holding space for our wives. We're just going around being a dude. We've got a roommate who happens to be somebody of the opposite sex, but we still talk to them like they're a dude and it doesn't work. And the connection isn't there. The spark isn't there because we are not trying to hold space to allow an emotional connection to form. The other thing is, is stop, is stop putting yourself into that situation. Now, I'm not saying get yourself into a place where you have to hold space. I'm saying while your, say your wife is talking about, uh, the problem that she's having or your, the problem your son's having or the problem your daughter's having, a lot of times we have the habit of taking ourselves and putting ourselves into the seat of the story. So instead of, uh, being about our wife and her struggle at the office, 
we put ourselves in her office and we are dealing with the struggle that way. And that's not, that doesn't do us any good either. So we have to take ourselves out of the problem. Get a, get a 30,000 foot view of it. Look above and have, be, have a, get a third person view. And when you do that, you see other details that are not present. Remove yourself from the story. Even if it's about you, you have you the, that your wife sees, but you're going to be above the room. It'd be a good way to look at it where you're just, you're floating there in an out of body experience looking down on the discussion or looking down at the scenario that your wife is dis- discussing. Say you got up and you went out fishing uh, last Saturday and it just, she had things planned and she is needing you here and you weren't here. Well, instead of looking at it as you're being attacked because you went away, look at it as what she was actually wanting to do. This helps you to actually even listen better when you actually remove yourself from the actual, uh, from the actual story and you put yourself on as a third person, uh, in that, uh, in that discussion. The fourth point on actually holding space for your wife or kids or even actually, and all these actually also work for yourself is turn the discussion into a non-judgment zone. Yes, I, I'm with you. We all judge. We have, we're, that's part of life. We have to judge. We look at somebody, they look a little rough. They may be all right, but you know what? You've seen, uh, you've, you've had people who look like a tweaker, uh, in your house before and they've eventually stolen from you. You've maybe had things in the past come, uh, you've seen warning signs before. And there are times and places for those warning signs to be, uh, to be issued. But when you are trying to connect with your wife, the judgments not take that judgment and just keep it to yourself. Keep it out of your mind. You see, you think of yourself, you see yourself starting to come up with, uh, with some type of judgment of, well, honey, you kind of asked for it. No. Don't worry about whether she asked for it or not. Don't worry about that. Just let her talk. Let her explain. Let her do your job of listening, being there emotionally and mentally, and allow her to actually talk. Remove the judgment. We're the to none, no, no judgment zone. I believe Planet Fitness is uh, uses that as as their uh, tagline. Stop judging. The judgment that you uh, are wanting to do can be done at a later t- period. But while you're connecting, not needed. That can be discussed on the next run when you're talking about the, about it, and it's your turn to give your your views. Second of all, is notice your emotions because one, you're. It's not that we want to be an emotionless being while we're listening, but when we're casting a judgment, you're going to notice if you pay attention to your facial mo- muscles, you will see. Judgment come across your, your face. You'll feel it going, what? Yeah, I don't buy that. When you say, when you, when you're not believing somebody, those, those emotions show. So pay attention to what your emotions are. You can process them at a later date or you mark them and go, well, that's an interesting reaction that I took. I want to look at that a bit, a little bit later. So, oh, I just thought of something back on, uh, over the judging zone. Um, Another, and it's all about the belief. When you are, when you judge somebody or you make a judgment, you're taking what they're saying and you're, you're applying your varnish over it. You're kind of lacquering over everything that they said. 
and trying to use just a very broad brush, and that really doesn't work. Um, when it comes to listening and being there, you want to get the full story. Don't jump in there face first going, well, I, I don't believe you. And that's one thing. Do not say yeah, it may, there's, even when your kids are telling a story and it's something far-fetched and it, you know, you, there's no way that actually happened to stand up and go right off the bat. I don't believe a thing that you just told me takes any trust that they had built and you are just wiping your butt with it, throwing it in the trash and saying, I don't care about your trust. When it comes to your kids, like your wife, you have to build trust in them. They have to be able to trust you that you're going to be there for them. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be the man that's that gets things done. But being a man also means you have to be able to listen and be an effective leader. And when you just run in like a bull in a china shop, you're not being a very effective leader. So that's another reason why the judgment zone needs to ha- needs to be taken out. It, there's no judging. Allow that stuff to be said. Let the chips be laid out, and you can then process everything and give your opinion at a little bit later time. Because once the, all that is, is is said and done, and the person's given their story, they will usually ask what your thoughts are. You ask what's your opinion on this. What do you? How do you think this should be handled? When they comes to that, then it's your turn. Time and place for everything. When they're talking. Just shut up, let them talk, and you can carry on with with what you need to do. So holding space for a person, like I said, is tough. It's it's a rough, uh, rough means because a lot of times those guys have to really just sit, be there mentally, uh, be there physically, and be there emotionally, which for a lot of guys, being there emotionally is a tough one because we – we are told that we're, we don't, uh, we're not in touch with our emotions when I actually believe we are in touch with our emotions. We just process and do our emotions in a completely different manner. But to take our emotions and set our personal emotions off to the side and understand the emotions of what our wife and of our kids are at that moment and see if we can understand why they feel that way and to help guide them to a, to a means of having a, and coach them to, Change how their, their mindset is with that particular, uh, particular instance. We are leading them. They are looking to us when they come to us and needing our, needing our insights and wanting to, to vent to us. It's not necessarily that our wives are wanting us to be their girlfriends, but they need, want somebody that they are, that they trust to listen. And that's a big problem. A lot of times we take their trust and we just shove it off out of the way because we want to get what's taken care of, what needs to be taken care of done so we can go on to the the next battle. And it just, when we do, there's casualties and those casualties are usually the emotional trust that, uh, that our wives and our kids need in us. So guys, with that, I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping it up. If you like this show, there we I normally don't charge anything for this show, but if you I do have a uh one small announcement and I'll get to that after this. I don't normally charge anything for this show, but if you found any type of value in this, I do ask a small favor of you. That favor being take this uh take this podcast episode 
and your whatever pod uh, podcast listening uh, app you have, they all typically have a share button somewhere on there. Share this episode out or share the whole show out. Share it with your, your Facebook, your, your Instagram, your, uh, your Twitter, Pinterest, all those other, uh, all those other, uh, social media sites out there. Share those out with your followers so we can start gathering more men in. I, I, the more you share, the more people become aware that, the relaxed male is out there and the message that the relaxed male is giving is one that allowed men to, to embrace their masculinity and to become the best possible leader that their family could possibly have. So with that, if you are wanting to improve yourself, if you are wanting to get started on improving yourself and you are looking, you've tried several different ways and it's just bombed every time. Uh, I do have a men's group that would work great for you. It's called the uh, Brotherhood of Men. Now, the Brotherhood of Men is, like I said, just a, it's a men's group, but we utilize the mastermind principles. It's not ju- just mastermind where I'm doing all the talking, blah, blah, blah. As a matter of fact, I'll probably be doing the least amount of talking on here. What we do is we take uh, each guy has a, uh, each week they have a, uh, we have a hot seat and the guy whose turn it is, they get the hot seat. They face, they talk about what their biggest problem is on that they're facing in their life for that, that time period. What are they trying to overcome? And when they get that done, they get allotted, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. After that, the other guys suggest solutions and we all help each other to become the best man possible. And when it's time to, to face the music, say you, uh, got a, got a goal that you need to set, uh, that you need set. Well, that mastermind group, the brotherhood of men is an accountability group too. You're going to have to come up and you're going to have to face the music. And you're, if you've failed, you've got a whole group of men uh, up to a group of 12 guys that you're going to have to explain why you decided to go ahead and just not do what you said you were going to do and then have to face the, the, the disappointment that they are probably going to be shedding upon you. Yeah. It sounds, sounds uncomfortable and it should be uncomfortable because if you said you're going to do something and you're not doing it, then guess what? You're, you're, you're losing integrity. And one of the biggest things about a man is you got to have integrity, right? So the brotherhood of men is a group that pushes you to achieve those goals. You're wanting to, uh, to, to have your wife notice you again. You're maybe you're on the brink of a divorce and you trying to figure out what do you need to do? Well, our, the brotherhood of men can actually help you get, become the best man possible, become the man that you were meant to be so that if maybe you can keep that divorce from happening, not a guarantee, but you know, it might, you might start getting your soon to be ex wife to uh, start paying attention to you. And all of a sudden have her notice you that all of a sudden he's not quite as flabby as he was before. That little punch on his, on his stomach is gone. It's there's nothing there. There's no six pack, but you know, it, he's a little bit leaner, a little bit, a little bit trimmer. He's going out, he's getting up at a certain time and he's going out and he's, doing something. What is he doing? I have to ask him about it. Oh, wow. He's actually, he's working out every day. 
And I've noticed he reads a lot more. And why is he reading? He's improving. He wants to become a better man. And you start making these little little choices and these little decisions and these little actions that become noticed by your wife. And she all of a sudden is going, oh, he does want to be a better guy. He's not out just to be the, the dumbass that, you know, that the television shows are all set out, make men to look. He's actually trying to be the best man. He's, if he, if I don't pay attention to him, some other woman's going to pay attention to him and I can't have that. And so when with the, the brotherhood of men, we help you become a great man. And with a great man, you become the uncommon man. And so become that uncommon man. And by joining up with uh, the brotherhood of men, and you could do so by going to relaxedmail.com forward slash brotherhood, sign up today and uh, start seeing what direction your life goes in this new year. Like the show guys go over to relaxmail.com forward slash pod chaser. That's P O D C H A S E R. That'll take you over to the pod chaser page and you can actually leave a rating review there. Love for us to get some rating reviews going over on the, uh, on the pod chaser page because it just, it would help. Um, they, their whole, uh, set up there is just absolutely amazing. Allows for you to see, Hey, the, Brian's gotten all these guys available, uh, on his show. And there's, uh, what did, what else has, uh, has, has Terry Tucker been in? And you can, which is one of our guests I've had. You can go and you can see that Terry Tucker's been on all these other shows. It's a great way to, to, uh, expand and discover new shows to understand, see, why this show is good because you've got people reviewing and the only way you can get people reviewing is if you go over there and you actually leave a review so please leave a rating review over at podchaser.com forward slash relaxed mouth and we and I would be tremendously happy alright guys y'all take care you have a great week I've chewed the ear off enough and we will talk to you later so till then bye